Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast where one David, my name's David and one Caribou talk about video games <laughs> What was that? My name Caribou Caribou That's right <laughs> Like the animal <laughs> Yeah Haven't you seen the ending of this game? I have I thought you were going to give me Hal which I was annoyed about I just didn't expect that <laughs> Hal is too cool for you. Oh, great. He literally pisses himself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, caribou sounds funny. It's also an animal. You know, it's four-legged. It's, it suits you perfectly. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> my name is Newman. And my name is Yusuf. And today we're going to talk about Metal Gear. Very good Solid. Impression. Very good impression. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, we're talking about the PlayStation 1 Classic, the very game that gave this podcast its name. Absolutely. Well, no, we're distancing ourselves from that. It was a completely uninspired name, just so we're clear, as was the logo. If we're worried about any um, (laughs) game suing us for copyright, I don't think it's going to be this game, considering it's based on every film ever made. (laughs) That's true, and also because Hideo Kojima got fired. That's very Fired with prejudice, Hideo. They don't want you anymore. I'm sick of them. Speaking of which, I think that they uh, reorganized their organization or something, but we might get into that later. Yeah. Apparently, they're re- reorganizing their uh, internal. Um, is it Konami? Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're re- re- reorganizing their internal uh, structure. They did so, that a while ago. That's that's how they. Because they, they like, I think they never even did a full announcement that he was ever fired. They just said that they, they were reorganizing stuff and his name wasn't on the list anymore. No, I think this is a proper, like, reorg. You really? Know? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Right. They're still going to make uh, classic video games or go for the mobile uh, market or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. That was part of the the fallout. They didn't want to be putting so much money into Metal Gear Solid games uh, or Hideo Kojima games because they were thinking there's so much goes into this and it's honestly the risk-reward thing. They make way more if they just make really cheapy mobile games where people just keep going again and again, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, all of his games are huge hits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Could you imagine him, uh, I want to talk about this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Hideo, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legend. Anyway, how are you? I am good. Um, we are doing this remotely. Um, not going to say for the last time, but the last time in Ireland anyway, because I'll be returning to London. I need to get back into work. Um, so yeah, I'll be flying back on Tuesday, which is the day this podcast comes out. Um, so yeah, um, so I'm kind of, I'm both looking forward to that. I'm not really looking forward to that. I've, I've enjoyed being here. Uh, but it hasn't really been the Dublin that I want it to be because lockdown. Uh, but yeah, it's been all right. It's not, it's not been too bad. Um, it's been okay. Been playing a lot of video games still. Mm, you're lucky. Uh, I was good before some SOB dropped me some news there before the podcast that uh, even uh, though they were selected as uh, my best man, uh, I was getting muscled out by some nobody. Um, no, I know, look, I... I know that conventional wisdom would teach not to have any kind of a disagreement or, you know, blow out publicly on a public platform without even discussing it first with somebody else. But I thought that would be the best thing to do with this. Particular <laughs> Did you? Time. So, uh, you know, F you. 
No, I'm just joking. Yeah, Yusuf is choosing um, another fellow as his best man, even though I chose him and my other brother as my best man. It's fine. It's you absolutely that, fine. But you couldn't even okay. commit to one person. So I don't know. I think you copped out the first time. <laughs> I don't know why you would expect to be chosen for mine. Yeah, you'd be a perfect CEO, you know. Uh, they have families and children, sir. I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking at the stock price here and they got to go. <laughs> you make the hard decisions. The text before we started this from Newman going, it's absolutely grand as soon as we start the podcast. <laughs> Who do yeah, you think no. you are? <laughs> no, it is fine, but we'll talk later. Um, no, I am joking. But anyway, I've been grand. Uh, I haven't played any video games at all, as usual. God. So maybe next week, who knows? You know, I hope that'll be the case. You know, this is at the stage now where, where if I go to fire up my PS4, there won't even be enough battery for the pad to turn on at all. It's been played such a long time ago, so I'll need to charge it before I even try and play. So Maybe know. aim for the Switch. It's easier to pick up and put down immediately. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't played the Switch in a long time. Yeah, I must get into that. Actually, after talking about last week's Commandos and stuff like that, that'd be a good, uh, good console to pick up again. I thought you would have downloaded that as soon as you saw it, that it was available on the Switch. Yusuf, there's lots of games that I've tried to download and play and buy, but I just haven't got the chance to play them. There's a list there, you know, and it's not getting any smaller. Well, I think the audience doesn't want to listen to you talking about games you haven't got to play, so I'm going to talk about some games I have played. Go for it. So I finished Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3. My God. And the, like, DLCs and stuff. It's It's really good, and it's so difficult. I don't know how... They make it work like that. Like I finish it and, you know, there's that option just like to begin again, just to go again and try. You, you can you can carry over your equipment and stuff. Just basically everything becomes a little bit harder. Um, but it's, it's such a good game. It really is. I've really enjoyed it. The way they have the challenge is just, it's so satisfying. And the, the fact that you can just keep going back again after you lose, um, you know, you just keep going again and again to a boss. And it's not necessarily about, oh, I got to just get leveled up. Or sometimes, yeah, changing your equipment and stuff will make it better. But just you get better. You just learn how to do it better. And it's just that satisfaction of actually finally doing it. It's like, oh, God, I did it that time. I couldn't do it again straight away. But, you know, I did it that time. And that's what matters. It just feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid when I beat Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII and uh, dad wanted to go out and I was like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't understand. I, 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 be, I haven't been able to beat him ever. And then, uh, of course, just as I beat him, um, you know, comes up and turns off the console. I was like, do you realize what you've done? <laughs> and I was, and like, and then of course, your parents. I was like, well, you don't know once you can do it again. And it's like, no, I can't. You don't understand. <laughs> oh God. Of course I did. But anyway, uh, I Thanks, remember Dad. there's bits when this stuff was happening where, um, because you can't, pa- you can't pause any Dark Souls games. I, yeah, I, I don't like that. Sorry. Yeah, I get, I do get that. That's that's a bit of an annoying thing. So like, there's a bit where like mom's talking to me, and I'm just like, I literally can't. Like, I cannot do this for one second because I will die straight away. Um, but uh, yeah, so I finished. It, I really enjoyed it. And I moved on to another game, a game I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Metro Exodus. Ah, yeah. What do you think of it? So I'm having like. Well, one, I knew nothing about it, right? I'm having kind of mixed feelings with it. Parts of it I do, I, I am quite enjoying. Um, it. So for anybody who doesn't know, it is a sort of like a Fallout kind of game, It's but it's set in Russia. Um, it's a first-person shooter. 
um, the world has kind of gone to shit because of nuclear war. It's a bit into a near future. There's kind of mutants around and people you have to kind of get by and whatever. Um, and it's like, I love that world, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. This game it looks really, mm. really good. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the storyline of it. I'm enjoying kind of going around scavenging. At the beginning, I wasn't really into it because it felt a little bit clunky. And I don't know if that was because I'm you know, I'm running this on an OG PlayStation 4. So I don't know if, like people were saying, look, this is a game that, you know, it pushes hardware to, to its limits to make it look and run really smoothly. Um, and also there's bits where I just, I don't think I really understood some of the systems because I knew nothing about this game going into it. And, you know, you, you start a game and you're like, oh, there's loads of enemies. I'm going to go over and kill them. It's like, oh no, right. No, that's not how this game kind of works straight away. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, the more I'm getting into it, the more I am enjoying it. It is quite good fun. Yeah, I really like the Metro series. I think it's it, it's not a hidden gem, but not many people have played it. I really, really enjoy them. Um, it, it, were you the place where you're you're you have the train in the middle of the tracks and you're there for stuck there for the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way you know those big flying yokes are like above your head and you can shoot them and then they start coming after you. And like it's like okay, this is a big mistake, you know, because you can't kill them basically, you know. Yeah, but it's, uh, I can't get a clear shot on them at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a great game. I'm enjoying it. I didn't realize you played any of them. I've never heard of any of the other ones. Sorry, that's not true. I have heard of them, but yeah, same as I just don't know anybody who's played them. Well, except for you, maybe. There you go. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Me, the connoisseur of gaming. So, who doesn't play games? Anyway. Connoisseur of gaming. <laughs> the, eight, the years of 1985 to 1990. <laughs> that's a that's a new game. I think that was last year. Or the year it is before. a new game. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Good. So but there I'm, you go. I'm enjoying. It. Have you played this one? I have. Yeah, I didn't okay. finish it though. Okay, okay, fair enough. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah, yeah. I actually liked the one before a bit more, though. Um, it was it was kind of more a straight-up shooter. Right, this okay. This is more exploration and stuff. You know? I'm more into that idea of it. I, cause I, yeah, I, I figured you would, yeah. I like that, because I'm you know, the big at first-person shooters. I'm so bad at first-person yeah. shooters, so I'm yeah. enjoying this. Um, you have to play Halo, any Halo on hard difficulty. It's I, 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 it's unbelievably good, honestly. It's it's like I still think of some of the levels randomly pops into my head, like scenarios where I've gotten to shootouts and like I don't know how I'm gonna make it out, and it's just you know stuck in my head. It's mar- magnificent game. Wow, I'm I've, got, I've it's been a couple of years since I played them. I played a couple of them, but they never really had that impact on me. I know some people love them, but not for yeah. me. Halo two, Halo three, was a Halo ODST, yeah. And then I think was it Reach, when they they changed um, Bungie, it was Team Bungie. They changed it. It was a bit different than it wasn't as good. Yeah. I thought, but you know, great game, great great IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big one now for Xbox. They're talking about the next one. Um, they don't know. They think it's going to be released at the end, near the second half of this year. Anyway, more like mm-hmm. you know, more like autumn time, which is. I mean, pretty kind of, you know, okay, that doesn't seem too far away, but I mean, some people at that point will have had an Xbox for about a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. These Not two. us, though. No, these we games are really slow. Uh, all right, do you want to get into some news? Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Hello, and welcome to the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Bye, 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 sell, 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 sell. Um, so the biggest news, and this news is sort of, permeated outside of the world of video games and into, you know, main headline news is about the game stock, game stop stock. Um, so how much of this do you know? 
I know a fair bit about it, but for this podcast sake, I'm going to say, I know nothing. Tell me. Okay. Well, I'm going to, you know, maybe take it back to some people who, if they really don't understand anything about stocks, which, I mean, I also didn't until I kind of started digging into this a fair bit more. So also don't take this as gospel, but I'm pretty sure, you know, about some of these things. Have you ever watched- This is not investment advice, people, just so so we're clear. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Um, Have you watched The Big Short? Uh, No. It's- very good, very good. Christian Bale, Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell's brilliant in it. He's really, really good. Um, so it's about and Ryan Gosling's in it as well. So it's about. Uh, I don't like Ryan Gosling. I don't get it. No, I don't either. He looks Women like love a, him. He looks like a serial killer and everything. I, he looks like I'm not going to use the word, but he looks like a, a pompous prep preppy boy who got rich on you know daddy's money and is now driving a red car into college with slick back hair that's what it looks like red car <laughs> <laughs> sports car if it's blue i'm okay but <laughs> um I, I don't mind them for that kind of thing i like them in what's the good guys who's in a film with russell crowe where he's like a comedy character um mm. but just i find you know in a lot of stuff like he's meant to have this screen presence which he does but he gives off to me the screen presence of a, like a psycho. Like I'd cross the road to get away from him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wouldn't. I don't get that at all. I just think he looks a bit annoying. <laughs> no, <it's> annoying. <laughs> Do you know who annoyed the hell out of me? That guy in Venom. Tom Hardy. Yeah, and I really want to like him. I just I like Tom he Hardy. Was so watch the first ten minutes of Venom. Whatever persona he's trying to go for, it just is so dis unbelievable. I think Venom is going to be quite flawed film anyway. It's a terrible film, and that could have been one of the best movies of all time because Venom is like. But I mean, that's, a Marvel movies. I mean, yeah, but I don't think that's well. That's not really a Marvel film. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> why? Like, what is it? Who owns Venom? Because Sony owns Spider Man. Oh right, okay. And then they right. kind of leased Spider Man to. Uh, yeah. Marvel to make the Avengers films and stuff like that. So those yeah. things like Venom is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, he goes on afterward, but his origin is very Spider-Man based, but they had to make us a, a villain film without Spider-Man. Yeah, okay, right. You know okay, I mean? I'll take that. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Did you not like him as Bane? Who's Bane? Bane from Batman? I haven't seen that movie. Oh my God, new man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which... The most recent, the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Have you seen any of them? No, I haven't. I oh. thought that he was. I thought that he was decent in um, the the twin movie where he was playing the craze. The twin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever it's called. He was playing the craze, but it wasn't called the craze. Uh, yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen a Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series. No, no. I just I, Batman was never one where I was like, you know, I was like, he's a rich guy with equipment. It, there's no draw for me here. Yeah, but he like he fights against like quite often people who are, you know, have some form of power. So he he's the underdog quite often. Listen, what's the news? Okay, right. Sorry, <laughs> God, you need to watch. Anyway, anyway. So if you watch the Big Short, uh, basically, it's how the financial uh, crisis happened in two thousand eight. Hedge funds, big organizations with lots of money, super wealthy people's money, and pension groups' money. I'm going to say some morally questionable groups quite often are just trying to be safe they when you take a stock and a company does well it goes up in stock you can also do the opposite called shorting 
which is when you buy, you borrow stock and you assume it's going to drop in value, then you get more money the more it drops. Uh, if it goes up in value, you lose money though, right? So basically you're betting on a company that's going to fail. So this happened in 2008. They did this with mortgages. They gave those people mortgages they shouldn't have. It all went to shit. Loads of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost money. But it revealed the crazy level of... It's a really good film. You should watch it. It's on Netflix, everybody. Um, the crazy level of fraud that was going on. You know, Just like the banks were controlling who said how good a stock was doing as well and security of some things. So basically when they should have been losing out and paying up and taking responsibility, they were checking themselves over saying we're fine. I yeah, and let me tell you something else. Do you know these um, rating companies, you know, S&P, Moody's and all this stuff, yeah. they're paid by the banks that yeah. they're rating, which is just, it's insane. But anyway. Yeah. It's it's so, so mad. So anyway, yeah. um, you could people could see that uh, people were starting to take to get short the odds on GameStop, right? So basically they could see that these hedge funds were betting on GameStop going to drop in value, which is a smart thing that's going to happen. You know, the pandemic has hit it really hard. More and more people are buying online versions of things only, digital uh, copies, as well as they're trying, they can't really compete with Amazon. So it's a fair enough assumption to think that it was going to do bad. And it was doing bad. The stock was doing bad. So a small group of people, they're not this super organized group of people like some organizations are saying. A small group of people on Reddit saw that, that they were doing this and thought, let's buy stock in GameStop and GameStop because uh, it has, they were saying, look, it's one, we can do quite well with it and stuff like that if we kind of do this together. But also um, they had like a bit of a attachment to the games. Like this is sad, this establishment is going. So they bought it and then it basically became a meme. It went viral mm-hmm. in a kind of a sense, not crazy viral, a little bit. More people started buying and getting onto it. The stock went up and then it went up and up and up like crazy. Now here's the feckin' dodgy thing, the really dodgy thing that was going on with it. That then all these other organizations tried to close this shit down. Like the group had gone on private for a while. The Discord got closed down. The uh, Facebook group got banned and stuff for like bad language and everything. The Reddit group was getting reported for uh, like yep. adult content or whatever. And it's just like none of this happened, you know? Very and, appropriate timing, huh? Yeah, you know. I mean, these I, groups were gone for a long time. Yeah, absolutely, without any bother. Like the main app people were using was one called Robinhood to buy it. Robinhood locked out the stock on some people, started selling other people's stock, saying, oh, look, we've got to protect you from being volatile and stuff like that. It's like, sorry, hang on. No one's, you know, protecting a lot of these people when they can gamble. You know, no one's ever worried about that. But when they're Mm -hmm. actually making money, because the problem is not only were these people making money, but the hedge funds were losing money. The more people Mm -hmm. bought it, the more valuable the stock got, the more uh, the hedge funds were losing because they were betting that it would go down in value. That's why all this crazy shit happened. So, uh, you know, when you look back at it, GameStop isn't doing better. It's not going no, to... No, no. You know, it's no. it's not going to be making... Uh, this isn't a sign that's going to be doing better again. These stocks don't actually reflect on the health of it. Um, just if people are kind of going, oh, maybe it's doing okay and stuff like that. Uh, but it's, it's a really weird thing that's happening. So it's kind of went out and... Oh, I li- I saw a video of this dude crying, like this millionaire crying on the news about the idea what? of someone losing money. Yeah, like in all honesty, like it seemed like a parody. Oh, God. It's madness. Jesus. Absolute madness. Okay. Um, 
so that's the kind of the current state of it if you're kind of wondering about the what's has to do with kind of gaming as a whole and honestly the only connection to it is that people had a bit of affection for this you know thing that was coming down and they didn't like the idea of a group of super wealthy people making money from the failing of something that they had affection for yeah i I don't i to be honest i'm not sure about that affection point i think it was more just a case of i mean i think it could have been any company from what i i know of it it was just a case where they were like this company is failing all these people are going to get rich off that fact let's not let them win this one you know what i mean um, that's true but like you they didn't realize how big this was going to take off like the, the, yeah the yeah was once it became huge there and also once they tried to shut it down there was definitely a movement of no let's keep holding on to this let's keep buying it because that will bankrupt the hedge funds yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so that did become a thing but i think at the very beginning like they didn't know this was gonna happen because this is what this group does they buy stock they didn't know that it was yeah. gonna take off in the same way like it's mm-hmm. yeah like i mean they wanted to make money like that's what they were doing you know it's not like mm-hmm. oh let's just support our friends they were looking to make money mm-hmm. yeah 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 well so, I, I i yeah i'd see it there's a we won't talk about this any longer but i think there's an element of what's legal and, and illegal yeah. you know the reason why you kind of uh, get together and say let's all buy this stock i, I think there's a, a lot of kind of middle ground as to what is okay and not okay and yeah. whatever they did i think it, it was okay so I, i'm not sure what their motives were but anyway look it's it's it is a crazy story so. yeah yeah like so yeah but i mean from the point of view of the games company itself it's not going to nothing is, is going no. to change it's not doing well um, it no. just sort of brings attention on fraud that was going on and also the possibility of hedge funds doing other things to manipulate markets to put more pressure on GameStop to you know lose more lose more money but anyway yeah. onto some more gaming news um mm-hmm. so for next month you know PlayStation Plus does its games that are coming out really big games mm-hmm. coming out called Control have you heard of Control oh, oh I have yeah but tell me about it so Control is this weird kind of game where I, I'm not going to say nobody talked about it because every kind of organization went, this is one of the best games that came out last year or the year before. It's absolutely excellent. You need to play it. Um, really high rating. They brought out kind of different DLCs that were really well loved and everything. Um, but it's going to be free if you if you have the PlayStation Plus thing. It's going to be coming out next month. Some people are a little bit annoyed because they announced Control that they were going to be doing a if you buy the version in the sales in January, you would automatically get a PlayStation 5 version of it. Uh, okay. Up over, and then comes out a week later that actually it's free. So people uh, were yeah, kind of yeah. a bit annoyed about that. But um, Understandably. I was going to get this for Christmas. I was looking at buying it, but in the end, I, I decided against it. I decided to get um, Yakuza instead. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm definitely going to play this. Um, it's going to only be there for a month, I think, to download. So I'd highly recommend it to give it a go. It's definitely worth the free download. It's meant to be an excellent game. Okay, great, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So how about you? Do you have any news? Yeah, I do. Um, so Tesla's new model S L S will apparently play Witcher Three on I'm a built-in this. ten teraflop gaming rig. You've heard this. You've seen. You've seen about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you can't find a PS5 or Xbox Series X, how about an $80,000 electric sports car with a comparable performance? So, yeah, apparently they're going to have. I, do, I don't know, you know, Are we how this will. Tesla? <laughs> no, but I'd love to be. Elon, give me a call. All right. I'd love a Tesla. 
I just need one with seven seats because I've got children and too many of them. So, you know, You've got two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too many for a car these days of normal proportions. So I need a seven seater, Elon, if you want to hook me up. You know, anyway, so that's great that The Witcher is going to come on. Maybe it'll uh, boost uh, uh, Project Red stock prices after they've been probably annihilated by, uh, you know, a certain game that should, should not be mentioned on this podcast until it's completely fixed. <laughs> um, I'll give you a clue. It's called C-Punk. No, that's too obvious. How about Cyber P? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> story number two, and I thought this was quite sad and also uh, revealing. NBC News, not a particular... Uh, follower of any news uh, channel per se, but I uh, thought this was interesting. Don't know if you've seen this or if you, if you heard about this. Just tell the news. Uh, prof- <laughs> <laughs> Professional video gamer 25 hangs up controller over thumb injury. It breaks my heart to step away from a game I put my heart and soul into, said American player Thomas Parapato in a statement on Twitter. So professional video gamer aged just 25 is hanging up his controller and has announced his retirement due to a thumb injury. American Thomas uh, Paparato, who goes by the name Zuma, good name, was uh, known for competing in Call of Duty, a best-selling warfare game series. Haven't never heard of it. And uh, said in a heartfelt note on Thursday, he would bow out for the foreseeable future due to a wrist and thumb injury. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, the injury has returned, making it really hard for me to compete at the highest level against some of the best players in the world. Playing through the weakness and the pain in my hand just isn't possible anymore. So that's, yeah, I thought that was really sad. Um, mm. You know, I wonder, are, are, you know, as gaming um, continues to, 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 to grow and uh, professional tournaments continue to grow and will, you know, people start insuring their thumbs and fingers and all that kind of lark? Probably will do. I think a couple of years ago, I mean, this is quite common, I think, for a lot of people, but a couple of years ago, Taylor Swift insured her legs for like a million quid or more. Um, mm. because she made so much money from like photo shoots and you know modeling and she was like if I lose this this will actually really affect my career so I don't see why it's any different if someone's you know going I you know if someone's going to insure them for it but yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if they're going to just need to start doing certain more, more levels of look at you actually need to wear like a wrist thing to you know protect yourself from I don't know repetitive stress injury or anything um, or car- carpal yeah. tunnel syndrome and stuff because yeah, well let's face it i mean those movements aren't really that natural to be doing it that frequently you know to your hands so i'd assume uh, injuries do happen but um listen thomas i for one would like to see you return in a movie-esque montage of you know doing press-ups with your thumbs and all this stuff you know slowly making a comeback to rocky music or you know something in that vein so god bless thomas i hope you have a speedy recovery my friend uh, poor fella, it's sad. But uh, apparently, actually, they say that some um, um, professional gamers and stuff like that, they actually stop quite young because the speed at which your uh, natural reactions slow down. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the first thing to go. You know, people are like, oh, you know what? When you're 30, maybe you start feeling some stuff. When you're 40, the, you need to work much harder. Yeah, apparently mid-20s is actually when you start slowing down by fractions of milliseconds and stuff. So uh, it's a huge like, difference. Well, who who was the last chap? Well, it's old man Gregory over there. Uh, 27, he bowed out. <laughs> it's like, body just let me down. <laughs> exactly. I tried to do my best, but I just couldn't do it no more. <laughs> um, it's, it's a bit weird, I don't know. But you know, it's actually bad. It's like with health and stuff, like sports people are getting older and older, you know? 
Yeah, that's true. Well, diet and all that kind of stuff, I guess. But, you know, video gaming isn't really, I mean, you're not getting any cardio with that. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I wonder if it's, I don't know if you can really, can you, I'm sure you can. The more you work your reactions, the more you can go. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but mm. you wouldn't have thought like Tom Brady or Ronaldo would still be going at this point at the level that they both are. That's true. Well, I think Ronaldo is a genetic freak. He is a genetic freak. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. So, so Metal Gear Solid, huh? You have to say it like David Hader, please. I don't think I can. Metal Gear. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so this game, um, I think this is probably one of your favorite games of all time. Yes, probably top three for me. Ooh, yeah. It's a great series. It's such, it's absolutely brilliant. Really changed yeah. the face of gaming. And what do you think of Metal Gear? I think, first of all, I always say that this game has a real, like, lore isn't the right word, but an atmosphere. Um, you know, and um, it's in a weird way, like a cool, nice place to be, you know, in that world of Snake and, you know, morality of warfare and, you know, I always say this, you know, this grizzled, seasoned, you know, veteran who's just seen the worst in, in humankind and, you know, is just complete pragmatist. Um, I love I love his personality. I love his character. I love the voice acting. Um, but, yeah, the things that I think of is just, I remember, you know, I remember, first of all, I remember seeing this game in a magazine and seeing like a shot of, uh, I think it was Ninja. Yeah. Um. In a magazine that said, "Oh, Metal Gear is due to come out next year. It's going to be one of the best games of all time." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And I always remember that name, Metal Gear Solid, because it's just a name you don't forget. Mm-hmm. And um, like remember getting it for the first time and just uh, booting it up, and you know, like the credits coming up, like it was a movie. Um, you know, the talking beforehand, the cutscenes, the camera angles, the it was just. It was amazing. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And, you know, it was like the first game I ever played as well, where you're intentionally not, you know, not trying to be seen. You're trying to sneak around. You know, you're not trying to get into into a head-on fight. Um, and, and, like, everything was interactable pretty much, you know. And it was the first, for me, the first um, fourth ball breakdown ever. Right in, right, in any game, which is just amazing for me, especially, you know, the bit where he's like, why don't you look at the back of the CD case? You know, like, it was like, what? Yeah. And then I remember looking for a CD case in the game and yeah. saying, where's the CD case? Not knowing he was actually talking about in our, in the real world, you know? So, ah, amazing. How about you? <laughs> um, It's so weird. Like, it's so hard to think of this as just a game. Like, I think of it, I think of the franchise, I think of the series, I think of, because it's almost like, oh, when I think of the character, Snake has so many representations and personality traits. He seems so real, and they all do, and everything about it seems so real, even though it's mental in some parts. It, 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 it gets that line so well. I don't know. It should be crazy. It's, you know, so, like, anti, you know, it's a nuclear deterrent and about morality and war and, you know, these serious things. But you're also the you fight giant robots. That's the kind of point of it, you know. Um, and roar like a dinosaur for no reason at all. Yeah, you know <laughs> the weird stuff like there's a literal invisible ninja. Like you know, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's such a weird game. But um, it's just it's so hard to pinpoint it to one thing. And then when you start, it's only like when I first think of it, I just think of the series, the idea of it. 
But when you start breaking it down, you think of like, okay, yeah, like the, the Psycho Mantis fight and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the Sniper Wolf stuff and then, you know, Liquid and Revolver. You just start remembering these iconic boss battles and the way they work and having stinger missiles and sneaking, crawling and, oh, it's it's so, so good. Yeah, the boss battles were just absolutely amazing. All completely different from each other um with just a triumph and like it is one of those games where you're kind of like where do i actually start with this you know it's, yeah. it's just it's it's such a like a game changer in terms of of gaming pardon the pun and um you know it's uh just everything about it it's it, it, it's a game that you, you can still go back and play um and it doesn't age you know um i mean like the game the, the controls are kind of a little bit not as fluid as people might like in a modern game, but it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing game and, and just a triumph and the soundtrack, the voice acting, um, you know, it's just great. Yeah, I think, so, you know, generally as games, um, as consoles go towards the end of their lifespan, the games get better because they know what they can do, they know what they can push. This, you know, if this, if you told me that this came out in the middle of the PlayStation 2, I'd believe you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it had probably mm-hmm. some issues with texture and everything. Uh, but like that was kind of it. It just, it, it was, wow, okay, this is different gaming. This is a different thing. I remember um, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel called PlayStation Access and there's a, a guy in it called Rob Pearson and he's really good. He's really funny. Massive Final Fantasy VII fan, massive Metal Gear Solid fan. And he was always saying that um, when he was sitting there and he'd be playing uh, his dad had the PlayStation, his parents were divorced and he only ever got to play in his dad's house. And he said that like his dad would always just kind of be like, yeah, whatever, he didn't really care about games or you can only play it for a little bit. He said until he got Metal Gear Solid where he would start going, like he'd be walking by with a cup of tea and be like, oh, what's this? What's going on here? Because he, it was different to what he was used to seeing him play. And yeah. then it got to a point where when he started coming over for the weekend, he would already have like it on for him when he was ready to come yeah, up to yeah, see yeah. where the story was going. He was enjoying this thing because it, it changed what people thought gaming was. Yeah, and the storytelling is like next level. I mean, it, it is like a movie. No surprise, you know, that Hideo Kojima is such a huge um, movie fan. Yeah. Um, so it, you can see it all over this thing and like draws inspiration from so many different uh so many different areas, so many different movies, and you know, Snake himself and all the rest. And um, yeah, just absolute triumph, uh, you know, pushing it to the next level. So um, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got anything on the development for us? Or? I do. So it came out in September 1998. And although this is the first time a load of people, developed by Konami, I should say, mm-hmm. although a load of people um, think of this as being like the first Bell Gear Solid game, it wasn't actually um so before there was metal gear which was i think one of the first games kojima got to work on before he did this hideo kojima was just a massive film buff that's what he wanted to do when he first got into game development he knew nothing about it and apparently it was really frustrating he really struggled with trying to communicate what he wanted because they were going you're asking for things that you don't understand you know you you know you're oh can we just make them do this they go no that's an incredibly massive ask this isn't just like a client. This is somebody who's working, you know, very much into the integral parts of the game development. However, in that first Metal Gear game that came out, um, they were kind of getting, trying to get people on screen and different bad guys for them to have fights and have all the action in it. But the problem was they didn't have the technology that allowed them to do it, right? So he suggested, why don't we make them try and avoid the confrontation? Like the films that he loved, that what he wanted to do was be a director. He said, like, The Great Escape, 
That's what he wanted. And that's where it came from. That's the stealth element. It was that idea of, okay, now let's hide. Let's go around behind people and stuff. And it's actually a really clever way of doing it because it means you can have two or three people in this huge area. But when you're not meant to get looked at, it makes that last way longer. It also makes, because once you finish these games, you can always fly to them again really quick. And you're like, I can't believe that you can finish this game in two hours. It Why did it take me so long the first time? Because actually, when you know what's going on, it's a very different game to deal with. But when you're trying to play it stealthy, it's so good. It's it's really, really good. It's that, that tense of, of like, they don't know that I'm here. You know, it's like, I need to get to the mm-hmm. other side. And how do I do it? I'm tr- also, if you're trying not to kill people, it's a very different way of playing it. So anyway, that was the first one that came out. Then Metal Gear Solid. No, it was Metal Gear Solid Snake was the mm-hmm. second one Konami was on. Uh, sorry, that uh, Kojima worked on. And that one was kind of seen originally as being what Metal Gear Solid is now. Metal Gear Solid came out was kind of a remake of it, as they say. There was a load of features that were in Metal Gear Solid Snake that was that uh, they then reused for the PlayStation game that came out, such as the codec on the back of the box that was in mm. that one, the Stinger mm. missiles having like an internal kind of fight going up some spiral stairs. Um, you have to go and rescue a woman from the thing who you then has a romantic relationship with and stuff. So a lot of these similarities were already in that game where in that game and they just reused it but they brought it to this different level and also the difference was apparently uh, Kojima was able to come up with um, or he had somebody develop a software where he could, could write the scripting in a way that it was able to work better for the rest of his staff and that really helped them move things on in a different way uh, mm-hmm. but the amount of firsts in this game was absolutely crazy um, but also sorry we should say that huge film fan and that stuff is all over the place David being the actual name of Solid Snake and Hal was from 2001 Space Odyssey. He named them after that. Um, the name Snake came from Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. And apparently... Iroquois. Yeah, Iroquois as well. Yeah, like loads of these things. Like He looks like them. It's, it's like, this is what he wanted to be. The whole idea of like stealth was from Great Escape, like we said, sorry. And um, apparently John Carpenter was the director of Escape from New York. He didn't, he's done a lot of directing, but he also owned the rights. And they were saying that the company that made it were going to sue uh, Konami about Metal Gear Solid because they were like, wow. his name is Snake. He looks like him. Like, you know, like the, he borrows it from it. But John Carpenter had met Kojima and liked him. So he's mm-hmm. because he was also a rights owner, he was able to stop them from suing him. I wonder how he liked him since Kojima doesn't speak English. <laughs> he's got an okay level of English, doesn't he? I don't think so. I think so. He used to tweet every once in a while in English. He actually tweets quite often. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, he had a lot of um, so. But like, it's weird because you actually kind of wonder how come they didn't get in trouble. And it's you know the the main people they they were just they didn't seem bothered by it. They were into it. They liked the idea of what he was doing. Sold six million copies on the PlayStation, which it was tremendous back then. Yeah, may not seem a huge amount. It was the tenth best selling title on the PlayStation One, which you mm-hmm. know. You consider like some of the other great games that came out, like the Final Fantasy seven and eight and Gran Turismo and stuff like that, like you know, and Grand Theft Auto, they're mm-hmm. in the top ten. So it's it's a pretty big deal that this was there, considering this is a game that had way less people knew about and they didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Yeah. 
I remember like when, uh, and I, we should say it also coined the phrase tactical espionage, ex- espionage action, yes. which I remember seeing on the case of the game, but like it was also a two CD game. So the case was, you know, big and chunky. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was the first game that I remember playing as well, where like the script seemed like it was written by an adult. Like, you know, it wasn't just, you know, silly kind of lore. It was like, oh, well, hold on. There's a real like in-depth, you know, serious story going in the background here when you first meet the DARPA chief and he has a heart attack and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the background of all these characters. I especially love Gray Fox. Um, I think his, I actually like, think, I was thinking about it. Like, I think his voice acting is actually the best in this. Really? In, in, in the game. Yeah, I do. I think he's, he's, he's better than David Hayter and it pains me to say that. And he's better than Meryl and all the rest because he's, he's just really believable. Um, and you know when you're fighting him and he's like you know there's nothing I can't do his voice because it's too deep but you know when he's like it's nothing so trivial as revenge and then he's like you know hurt me more you know make me make me feel alive again snake you know and he's like it's just you know it's incredible absolutely incredible what about the colonel he's a great you know he's so good at that role you know he is fantastic at that job absolutely fantastic but I think the colonel doesn't have as much emotion as Grey Fox does because Grey Fox is like this you know uh, this basically person who's drifted between dead and alive and he's like you know he's not really he's completely conflicted and he's you know he 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 he's struggling and he just wants to die you know and like that you can't convey that you know that but that yeah absolutely definitely colonel campbell is brilliant you know i was just thinking about like it's mad how much of this game so in the later ones like so familiar solid 2 um when they were able to have like the codec talking and you could have, you could see actual, they were moving around way more. You could see Raiden reacting to something and, you know, getting angry and shouting and stuff like that. But in the first, uh, in the first Resident Evil, sorry, in the first Metal Gear Solid, they didn't have that. So you just watched a black screen with green text on it, basically. And you watched it for ages and you weren't bothered by it. Yeah, it was the, it, but it was the quality of of the fact that you were hearing it like it was a movie and you were involved and you liked Snake and you were like, what the hell is this? What is going on here? You know, you're always asking, you wanted to know the story, what was happening. And um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a piece of art. Yes, yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, and it went on to make so many different games that came out afterward, you know, and, and each one of them did something new because Kojima is pretty brilliant you know like he, he came off from the point of originally knowing really nothing about games and you know he just wanted to be a film director and maybe he got a bit some notions of himself as he kind of got you know got on with it a bit more i'm quite sure he did yeah but uh, he did a pretty good job and unfortunately he no longer works with konami um and they owned the metal gear solid or the metal gear license so yeah there will yeah. not be as far as i'm aware there cannot be another kojima metal gear game um so that's why he moved on to do some other things. But um, yeah, like these games, they're all very playable and they've done remastered versions of the of the first three anyway. Yeah, and we should say that there is a remaster of the first disc game called Twin Snakes on the GameCube. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that they would have released that on other consoles um, because well, it was... There is a discussion that Konami might actually do a proper ground-up remake of yeah. the solid. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah, so which is so. like because yeah, the first time you play Metal Gear Solid, if you look back at what it looked like now, he doesn't have a face. Yeah, pretty much. No, he has a couple of slits and uh, you know a kind of skull cap haircut. Yeah, yeah. 
and one thing I want to say as well, if you remember this, do you like do you, like this game did so many things for the first time that I have ever experienced. But do you remember like Psycho Mantis? Yeah, that was just unbelievable. You know, like because it was the first time like you're putting it like he's reading your past, reading, and he's like, if you have saved games on your memory card from other Konami games, he'd be like, ah, I see you've been playing Xenogears or something, you know, whatever it was. And he would, you know, and then if you say many times, you're a very cautious person, you know, he always had things to say about you. And it was just like such a clever thing to do. The fact that you plug the controller into the other port to fight him and he wouldn't be able to read your mind. Um, it was another point as well where he was like, put the control pad on the ground and I'll move it with my mind. And like, that was the first time he saw the vibration actually, yeah. you know, moving the pad. And there was another point as well where Naomi was healing you in the torture room yeah. where she would heal you and the pad would vibrate, you know, such clever little elements to put in that really made this feel more than just a video game. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that, you know, as you were saying, the, the codec on the back of the box and, and the rest of the stuff that, the game doesn't exist just in that screen. You are a part of it. If you don't yeah. physically pick up the box and look and find the code yourself, then it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. that's just brings it to that whole next level of, no, actually, you need to find the code. You, the player, not Solid Snake. You need yeah. to find it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like... I remember our cousin Andy would always give out. It was like, oh, really into this. And then you hear, press the action button if you want to climb the ladder. You know, <laughs> it's like, like, what the hell? And like, he didn't like the fork while breaking, but I, you know, it was amazing for me. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it. I've, I've got a couple of questions for you. For me? Yeah. But maybe I'll, uh, do you want to do it now or like wait till the quiz? No, wait to the quiz. You might be able to get me back for once, but I'll certainly know the answers to them. Well, you claim to be this Metal Gear super fan, so. <laughs> no, I don't. I just say I really love it. But um, yeah, so listen, we should talk as well, you know, about um, the gameplay. So as Yusuf was saying that we, you know, you snuck around. It was all about sneaking. You could get a load of different weapons. You could get a sniper rifle, um, a rifle, um, your your silence pistol, you know, chaff grenades, smoke or um, stun grenades, um, stinger missiles, Nikita missiles. You could plant C4. You could, um, you know, hide in places, set off C4. You could like um, choke out an enemy. You know, it was just uh, when you thought about something, could I do this? You probably could. Um, you know, crawling through the vents would turn you into a first person perspective. You could switch to first person perspectives that look through your goggles. Um, you know, it was just, um, it gave you so much freedom. Um, you could hide, you could go. Cigarettes, I remember. You could smoke lasers. cigarettes. If yeah, you know. exactly. And, and that would decrease your health very slowly, you know. Yeah, God. Um, yeah, you took so too many uh, pills to make you a better sniper. Was not, did that affect you in a bad way too? Yeah, I can't remember. I remember if it was, was it this one or the next one. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, that definitely was the thing to die as a palm. You could do things like, you know, if you slapped Meryl, and then you hid in the box. The dog would go and pee on the box, and then they would leave you alone. The wolf, sorry, yeah. would leave you alone. Then in the future, um, you know, if you just stared at Meryl for a while, she's like, "What are you looking at?" And then you start getting really, you know, embarrassed and stuff. Uh, just you know, the things they thought about in this game were just absolutely incredible, um, and just such so great to have played it. The voice acting was great. The music was fantastic. Um, then you know when you finish the game you got you could either get a stealth suit or a, a infinite ammo <laughs> bandana so uh the stealth suit was amazing you could just walk through go through the game again like not being seen so 
And the, the boss battles, as we said, you know, Sniper Wolf was one of the most memorable ever. You have Meryl lying on the floor and she's dying and you have to go back and get a sniper rifle if you haven't gotten it already. And, yeah. you know, just the, the elements of, you know, the character building that they did. And Raven as well. Amazing. It's a great film. Yeah. Broken Raven was was amazing, um, and then he, like we always say, he always mixes the supernatural element into these games. You know, um, where Raven just gets eaten by a load of crows and disappears instantly; his whole body is gone, or whatever. Raven, sorry, I should yeah. say. So, uh, yeah, very very good. It's yeah, it's they they you know they did some mad things with it, um, and because I mean it, it does have a, it's a pretty ludicrous storyline you know what I mean particularly the further they go on into it you know you're finding like your brother who's a clone as well and you're also a clone and you know these you know you kind of carry this virus with you that kills people you know and it's just it's a very you know it's, just, it's, it's a mad story but I don't know they, they treat it seriously they treat it with the seriousness it needs and they have a laugh at other points with it so yeah you can do both things. You can be like, this is wild, what's going on here, but I'm into it because the character believes it, you know, like they're going into a property, which is, once again, great voice voice acting. And, you know, we forget the, like, the amount of PlayStation games with voice acting was pretty limited. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. like, we, we you know, compare this up against Resident Evil. Yeah. Voice acting. <laughs> oh, do you? Um, so, uh, yeah, just just another level. Um, but um, I have a few clips, actually, if you want to get into yeah. some of the voice acting. Go on. All right. So we'll listen to it first, and then maybe we can discuss what it's actually about. So here we go. That's the second time I've been able to sneak up on the legendary Solid Snake. Your Meryl? There's no way you could pass for a man for long. What do you mean? Hey, men aren't allowed in here. I had no idea you were so feminine. This is no time to try and hit on me, Snake. Besides, it's a waste of time. When I joined up, they gave me psychotherapy to destroy my interest in men. Same smart mouth. You're Meryl, all right. Are you hurt? Not yet. After all, I was disguised as a genome soldier. So why'd you change? You'd be a lot better off dressed like one of them. I got tired of disguising myself. The truth is, the uniform smelled like blood. What's that mark? Huh? Oh, this? It's a paint tattoo. It's not real. I was a fan of Foxhound way back, and guys like you and my uncle were in it. None of that gene therapy like there is today. You guys were real heroes. There are no heroes in war. All the heroes I know are either dead or in prison, one or the other. But Snake, you're a hero, aren't you? I'm just a man who's good at what he does, killing. There's no winning or losing for a mercenary. The only winners in war are the people. That's right, and you fight for the people. I've never fought for anyone but myself. I've got no purpose in life, no ultimate goal. Come on. It's only when I'm cheating death on the battlefield. The only time I feel truly alive. Seeing other people die makes you feel alive, huh? <laughs> I, I, I love that for a lot of reasons, but I just think it's so funny that he bumps into her for the first time and he basically tells her his deepest, darkest, you know, uh, reflections about himself, you know. The only time I feel alive is when I'm on the battlefield, you know, and it's, um, but that's what I love about the depth of these characters, you know. Yeah. Um, I think hints he, at, you on. didn't hear these kind of conversations in games before. Um No. I gotta say though, he he gets better. David Hayter gets better as Snake as it goes on. 
definitely and like there was actually a, a, like I when I had memories of this game I thought the voice acting was incredible but when I listened to some of it back I was like mm, it's a little bit cheesy especially at the end I, I had a clip at the end that I was going to put him and I pulled it out when he's like maybe we have a, a chance at a new life here me you the caribou and you it's just so cheesy like you know, say, uh, you know that's how Hollywood films end and that's what yeah I guess so yeah. loves. that's what he wants to yeah. know <laughs> well this yeah um, yeah true so um, but um, this is uh, do you have something else to say there uh, I was just say, I was say one more thing I meant to say in the development of it was um, to get into it they went out into like the woods and they played with like you know military gear and guns and brought in models and everything and they started wearing the fatigues into work and everything just to be as much into that mindset as possible to get everything as accurate as it can be from how it looks and just to think more about okay well look maybe this is how people crawl maybe this is how they do this this one they didn't have the mocap that they only brought that in the next one but um, yeah. it's just like the amount of work they put in uh, you know to get into it. and it just it just seemed like a real like labour of love for this yeah absolutely um, yeah next level stuff so this is a, this is a heavy conversation um, with and that's that that's what I really love about this game is that it touches on a lot of um the dark side of of humanity and how you know nature versus nurture how past experiences um will basically shape someone's perception of the world and how they react to it um areas of their th- themselves where they're bitter or you know whatever it is pushes them to act in ways that you don't understand unless you know their their past so that's um that's you know that's another level that that I just think is you know unprecedented in games before this. So yeah. this is uh, Psychomantis, I think. But you, you are different. You're the same as us. We have no past, no future. We live in the moment. That's our only purpose. Humans were designed to bring each other happiness. From the moment we're thrown into this world, we're fated to bring each other nothing but pain and misery. The first person whose mind I dove into was my father's. I saw nothing but disgust and hatred for me in his heart. Mother died in childbirth. And he despised me for it. I thought my father was going to kill me. That's when my future disappeared. I lost my past as well. Yeah, now that's a very heavy conversation, isn't it? But yeah, but like also, it does this thing which, you know, you see more often now and you see in really, and it did exist in, in old films, but there was a point where, you know, like a lot of like 80s films and stuff, particularly like an action-y one, there was no layer to a villain. There was, you know, they were just yeah. bad because they were bad. That was the thing. And you wanted to see Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot him down and stuff like that. Like that, that's what a lot of those films were. And they're great in their own way. But for a video game, to go, no, look, here are the layers of this character. Here's who they are to give you that. That's not, look, they're not just evil for the sake of evil, you know, and, and that's true of a lot of the characters in the game. 
you know, like mm-hmm. Vulcan Raven and stuff like that. Like they've got this real level of respect for each other and everything. And, you know, yeah. and Ray Fox does swap over and everything. So it's just, it's unbelievable just to kind of go, even in a lot of films at the time, that nest, you wouldn't have got that depth of it. And here's a guy who's not the main villain. He's just one of many bosses. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, this is who he is, why he is, what, like how he is. And then you buy that as a, as a player, you know? And I always love Snake's reaction to him. You know, especially after he's dying, like, you know, he gives him respect and he's like, you know, you know, let him speak. You know, he's that entire Meryl, you know, who's kind of green. And, you know, she doesn't, she, like, she's not in this world that, that the two of them have been in, you know, of death and, and warfare and all this stuff where there's kind of like this, these unspoken rules between, you know, you, you know them. And I think that's also, like, I, I, seeing, you know, imagining the stuff that Snake has been through you know, the stuff that he's seen for him still to have some kind of, I won't call it humanity, but like some level of something there. Yeah. It's um, it's like, whoa, you know, this guy's obviously had some personal um, trials and tribulations and still come out of them, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I only have two more conversations. Um, which one is this now? Let me think. I think this is, oh yeah, this is after Psychomantis dies and Psychomantis has told Snake that he has a large place in Meryl's heart. And of course, Snake being Snake, he is basically trying to just ignore it and keep people at a distance. So this is how he reacts to her now. Let's go, Meryl. I'm sorry. Meryl. How could I let man just control my mind like that? If you're going to doubt yourself, I'll leave you here. You're right. Never doubt yourself. Just let it make you stronger. Learn something from it. You're right. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Snake, can I ask you something? What? About what Mantis said. I was just wondering. What? What's the problem now? Oh, no, nothing. So, tell me, Snake. What's your name? Your real name? name means nothing on the battlefield. How old are you? Old enough to know what death looks like. Any family? No, but I was raised by many people. Is there anyone you like? I've never been interested in anyone else's life. So you are all alone. Just like Mantis said. Other people just complicate my life. I don't like to get involved. You're a sad, lonely man. Come on. <laughs> what can you say about that? <laughs> like, they, they are, you know, it's quite laughable. It's like old enough to know what death looks like. Yeah, right? I know. What are you talking yeah. about? But yeah. what's quite cool is, like, that's the, you know, like he's always professional and, and he knows and he's experienced, you know, what he's doing. But that, like, that's the most kind of closed off he is. And his, re- and his reason for doing that is exactly what you said beforehand, is that he wants to keep that distance because mm-hmm. he is, you know, he's bitter, but he still does, you know, have friends. Like he does get on with Han and stuff and he does have a relationship with Meryl later on and everything. But, you know, he is like that. He's a dickhead in that moment for a reason, which is just a bit mm-hmm. of a, you know, like it's a bit jarring compared to how he talks throughout the rest of the game. But there's a reason before that, which is just once again, brilliant writing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think as well, like it, it shows you the multi layers of his personality when he realizes that um, 
the ninja is Gray Fox and that they knew each other from the past and all this stuff. And there's a scene at the end where Liquid is killing Gray Fox, you know, and mm. Snake, Gray Fox is telling him to shoot him with the Stinger missile because it'll knock out Metal Gear at the same time. And Snake, it gives you like 15 seconds of, of aiming the Stinger missile. And if you try and shoot, you know, Snake's like, it's no good. I can't do it. It's like, no. I can't do it. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you, what are you talking about? You can't do it. You're snake, you know, but there's obviously, you know, different layers, you know, to him. So, which, which I love. Yeah. So um, this is the last conversation I have. And it is Gray Fox. I just think his voice acting is brilliant. And um, what's his name? Is it Greg Eagles or something? Um, Look it up while you're playing. Greg Eagles. Yeah. So here we go. Naomi, you're the only one who can stop her. I can't. Why? Because I'm the one who killed her parents. I was young then and couldn't bring myself to kill her too. I felt so bad that I decided to take her with me. I raised her like she was my own blood to soothe my guilty conscience. Even now she thinks of me as her brother. From the outside, we might have seemed like a happy brother and sister. Every time I looked at her, I saw her parents' eyes staring back at me. Tell her for me. Tell her that I was the one who did it. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Carl Homer's assistant from... Uh, he does. It's like, yeah. And I told me to never kiss a fool. <laughs> He is he's one of my favorite characters ever, Carl from The Simpsons. Yeah. Not yeah, not not Lenny and Carl, the original Carl. Yeah. Um yeah, he that that uh, Greg Eagles, I think he also voices Aku Aku and Crash Bandicoot. Really? Wow. Um, he's got a great yeah. voice. He does, yeah. Um okay, so have some music unless you have something. No, let's go into the yeah. music. It's got a great score. Okay. Yeah, so I think Harry Gregson uh, Williams did uh, the main theme, but I think there was also a couple of other people involved. Um, that being uh, Kazuki Muraka, Hiroyuki Togo, Takanari Ishima, Lee Jion Myung, and Maki Kirikoka. Sorry about that, Maki. Okay, so the first song, and this is one of the best soundtracks in, in gaming as well. Um, it's different kind of uh, atmosphere, different kind of theme as what we're used to, um, but it, it suits the game um, very well. So this is the main Metal Gear Solid theme. cinematic yeah okay so number two this is the cavern
remove the chants kind of in this, yeah. you know, because it sounds like p- p- people singing and it's just, it's so atmospheric, uh, you know, walking around those bases trying to be hidden and it's just, you know, there's all this, these layer upon layer of questions and lore and what's going on here and like, what am I, who are these people and like, what's really going on, all this stuff, you know. Yeah, because so. it could lose its sort of uh, drama, with you know a lot of waiting for a camera to go the other way waiting for a soldier to, to do his like round so you can go but it never does because no. probably because the music's being a part of that and the world that they build yeah yeah so um this is one of the best songs and it. this is encounter Just hear uh, over that, yeah. and like you know, the I'm ration. Waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting to hear the exclamation point go up on the screen when I'm spotted yeah. again. Like, <laughs> we should say that's one of the most iconic things in video games ever, you know. Literally, just gonna say that exactly. It, it is, it's just that, and also just that music, you know. Ugh, so many people just know exactly what that is and the feeling that that gives, and mm-hmm. you know, what you're meant to do just from hearing that cue, and that, that's brilliant. Yeah, and the uh, exclamation mark over the their heads when they see you as well. <laughs> huh? What was that noise? That's great. Yeah, following your mm. your footprints in the snow and stuff as well. Like, yeah, so smart, so smart. Okay, so this one is Mantis Him. I really like this one. suits psychomantis so well doesn't it yeah that because psychomantis had a very different feel because it went that real supernatural element at around that point you know and mm-hmm. it does i mean kojima wanted to do a horror game for years and he did that uh silent hill pt demo that pretty mm-hmm. released mm-hmm. silent hills game um and you, you got that vibe with this very much mm-hmm. yeah um so this is the last song it's the best is yet to come
like that song, I think it's at the very end. And I, you know, I can even feel like Snake's weariness of fighting, you know, yeah. at the end of it myself, you know, because with that song playing. That's, is that song in Gaelic? I don't know. I couldn't really pick out the, the lyrics. Yeah, I think it is. I think I remember hearing that somewhere that it's it's Gaelic. So oh, that's quite cool if it is. I mean, you know, Kojima likes to go all over the place with his stuff. He was very. I mean, this is this is both such a Japanese game and also not in other ways. You know what I mean? It's it's a very worldwide game. Like it's set in Alaska and stuff. There's Russian elements throughout the history and the lore of it and everything. Like it, it's you know, there's also points of them being in in Africa and you know, knowing different. Uh, dialects are, is mentioned throughout the game from different people so it's, it's a really international game yeah yeah great game so uh, do you have anything else or will we get to reviews um, I just think it's a bit it's a bit sad that we're not going to see another one of these games yeah maybe the remake would be great um, you know it, it won't have Gojima in it so maybe it won't be particularly mm. groundbreaking in the same way but I think you know, they've got enough of a frame here that if they, you know, if they wanted to do a good job of it, I think they could do a pretty decent remake of this game. I hope so. Actually, before I played the music, I meant to play the intro song, so I'll play this for you now, Yusuf. He holds on to all those notes for way too long. Your uh, music lessons are going well, Newman, then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, okay. Okay, so as you can imagine, not many people rated this game badly. So, yeah. Yeah, go on. No, just people were, you know, seemed to be less infuriated in the 90s or whatever. Like, yeah, like it just had a bit of a benefit of the site, uh, you know, didn't exist back then. But just in general, people were less outraged about a game that they weren't. Yeah, that's when people were, didn't want everyone else to have the same opinion as them. So, yeah. you know, anyway. Okay, so uh, Brando or Brendo 214, three out of 10. August 9th, 2019. Right. I don't understand why these people are playing this game so late. Never before have I ever been as frustrated by a game than with Metal Gear Solid. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Gly- Giggle Go 2, 7 out of 10, uh, 2013. The Good Equal, Solid Snake, Otacon, Grey Fox, Ocelot, Raven, Liquid Snake, Story, Gameplay. <laughs> Babad, both ending, find a new path, blah, 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 Meryl, graphics. And then he, 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 he expanded. For me, both ending is crap and useless. Solid Snake was not Solid Snake anymore. Find a new path and blah, blah, blah. Solid Snake laughing is creepy, lol. And it don't <laughs> even... <laughs> And it don't even connect to MGS2 story. If somebody got to remake this game, it need another new ending for this game. What is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Also, um, I don't know if he's aware about the fact that he apparently hates women. 
There's like one woman in this game. He mentions every single male male character being good. Meryl, bad. It's like hmm. that's true. Like that says more about you than it does the game, mate. <laughs> yeah, shame on you, Gligu. Okay, Lid Lid Wang, seven out of ten. Ten. The game was really ahead of its time, especially in the first zone of the game. Brackets the one which snows a lot. <laughs> in the set in Alaska, as a reminder. <laughs> Although the story is good, they really over-explain everything. And I didn't get any more out of the game besides war or bad. Boo, this doesn't stop this game from being one of the best games in the PS1. <laughs> it's all right. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. it's not the worst review. <laughs> okay. So Daniel, uh, one star out of five uh, on Amazon. It didn't even turn up. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love this game. And it's one of the best games you could ever play, especially if you were a child in the 90s. However, it just never showed up. When I got in contact, I was told there was a change to this order. There wasn't. I wouldn't have ordered it if I didn't want it. I suggest if you want this game, you order from a different supplier. <laughs> you need to stop sneaking in reviews of Amazon sellers into these <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love the argument he's having with us. Hell, when I got into contact, I was told there was a change in the order. There wasn't. I wouldn't have ordered it if I didn't want it. <laughs> uh, I, f- I heard something re- recently, right? Just go off on a tangent for a second about there's this delivery company in the UK called Hermes, right? I don't think it's in Ireland. Yeah, they, no, I've uh, heard of them. Yeah. Right, yeah. They're shite, right? And the, this comedian, Joe Lysett, he does a kind of undercover thing, usually to protect consumers when they complain about a certain company. Right, and they've got mm-hmm. a really, really bad delivery rate. I've had shite experiences with them as well. And uh, like, apparently what they do is when they find stuff that's undeliverable, they bring it to auction houses and they sell it, right? And Joel Lysett went to the auction houses and you can just see the full addresses of either the people who it's supposed to go to or the company that sent it. So they could easily, easily send it through. That's why you get such few things with them. They just sell the shit that they don't want to deliver. Oh my God. That's a disgrace. It's, like, how is that not unbelievably illegal? But yeah, they do. Yeah, well, apparently I see someone is raffling off their house as well, which I think should probably be illegal. But anyway. Um, yeah, so right. listen. One. <laughs> so what do you score this game, Yusuf? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's probably a 10 for a PlayStation game. You know what I mean? It really, like, you know, it was so, so good. I don't know what, like, I think I could play this again as it is, like, even with the old graphics and stuff. Yeah, look, it wouldn't look as good, but I don't think it, like, it looks bad to a point that you can't enjoy it, you know? Yeah, agreed. Um, am I going to give this a perfect 10? Uh, I'm not. Mm, I'm going to give it a 9.8. Right. It's very hard to get a perfect score from me, even though it deserves a 10. Uh, I'll have to think about it. I'll let you know Give next podcast. This is this is your review thing. No, this doesn't apply <laughs> to anything, you know. <laughs> okay, fine. You've got a 10. I just I just I'm I'm wary to put it on the same level as Mario 64, you see. That's that's the thing. But I mean, look, I will. Yeah, I know I'm doing it. 10. Review, 10. Good. But like reviewing stuff is difficult anyway, because you know. Your your experience in playing this game is going to be worlds apart from Mario sixty four. 
because I mean, True. you know, they're very different. They're very different kind of things. But it is it is a brilliant, brilliant game, and I would recommend basically anybody who likes gaming play it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we get to the quiz. Oh yes. Test your might. I work for a living. <laughs> yeah, he works for a living, unlike the rest of the hippies. Um, so you wanna you wanna hit me first, or do you want me to try and? I think I should say I ask you first. In, you know, okay, you ask me first, and then I can be real smug about it later on. Okay, since you think you're great, never said what that. Is, what is Colonel Campbell's and also this podcast's codec frequency? Oh, I thought our codec frequency was Merrill's one. Uh, no. All right. Off the top of my head, 140.85. Oh! <laughs> Jesus, you have volume levels here. Uh, yeah, well done. Unbelievable. Well done. Congratulations. It's not unbelievable. It's on the bloody straight front of the podcast logo. Well, I really look at the podcast logo, do I? <laughs> Forget it. All right, what's Merrill's surname? Streep. <laughs> Silverberg. Was never getting that. Uh, what's uh, what's um, Gray Fox's real name? Uh, is it Thomas something? No, that'll be Frank Yeager. Oh, yeah, 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 Yeager, yeah. Uh, what weapons were exclusive to the Twin Snakes remake? Oh, God, I have no idea. Um, the tranquilizer gun? Yeah. Uh, what else was there? The... Boom, 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 boom. the microphone gun? No. What the hell is a microphone gun? The one that's in <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2. It's not in this game, you fool. I know. Well, uh, I don't, no, they, uh, no, sorry, did you not hear this? Yeah, go on. Play for you again. Uh, the PSG One tranquilizer and the book. The book. Yeah, the book. It's not a gun. Well, it's a weapon. It's classed as a weapon. You said gun. Right, so <laughs> you'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. All right. As you know the rules, you win this, you win everything. What is the corresponding plumbing system for ins- installation of the Triton T80Z fast fit electric shower? What? What is the corresponding plumbing system for installation of the Triton T80Z fast fit electric shower? Um, hot water, red pipe. <laughs> no, it's cold mains. Oh God, I'm annoyed. I was closer than I thought. No, it's, yeah, it's exactly. It's easy. I had to get my shower changed last week, so that's how I know. It's nice of you just to squeeze in your day to day tasks in the quiz section of this. All right, then. You think you're so brilliant at quizzes? You think you know this game so well? I'll give you an easy one to begin with then, right? What was Liquid Snake's real name? Um, Liquid Snake. (laughs) No, it was Eli. He was also known as the White Mamba. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a wrong one. Would you please hit the button to indicate yourself that you've gotten it wrong? And the button's not working at the moment. <laughs> anyway, we all know you got it wrong. And okay, so next one. 
What was the second uh, Metal Gear game called? The full title, please. Metal Gear Solid, Solid Snake. No, you are wrong. For you see, the second Metal Gear game wasn't made by Kojima. No, yeah. It's called Snake's Revenge. Yeah, that's what I said. No, it wasn't. (laughs) What is this argument of yours? (laughs) Come on, next question. Okay, okay, okay. So, what was on the cover, or who was on the cover of the very first Metal Gear in 1987? Big boss. No, Kyle Reese from Terminator. Okay. Yeah. Kojima just loved fucking films. So he just put Kyle, like a, a drawing of Kyle Reese on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Your bonus question then. If you got this right, you got them all right. So you can still redeem yourself. How many games in total are in the Metal Gear series? Eight. 23. What? Yeah, there's a lot of you them. You count mobile games and all this shit. I'm counting everything. Quick run through Metal Gear, Snake's Revenge, Metal Gear Solid 2, sorry, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, VR Missions, Ghost Babble, Twin Snakes, Metal Gear Acid, Metal Gear Acid 2, Portugal Ops, so on, mm. so on. That was them. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Stupid questions. But anyway, moving on. Moving Don't blame on. the questions. <laughs> listen we want to thank everyone for listening as always um, especially um, you know uh, we made the charts in Denmark I believe Yusuf did you see that yeah Very first welcome. time so thank you to our Danish listeners yes we love you very much but don't know much about Denmark but I'm sure it's a lovely place um, I went to Copenhagen uh, the last holiday I was able to do before lockdown it was a lovely place had a lovely time they have a team park in the middle of it it was cool oh yeah any, any scenes in the theme park any themes? What do you mean? Like, uh, you know, Terminator themed, Disney themed, no, water themed. It's got like, because, you know, Hans Christian Andersen was uh, Danish. So I think there was a lot of that kind of old feel about the place in general. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Danish listeners. So uh, listen, thank you, everybody, for listening as always. Um, we love every single one of you, especially you, Lorena. So thank you for listening and um, keep listening, share it, rate us, you know, email us at uh, Yusuf. Press the action button pod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, so all, all comments are welcome, especially positive ones. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, uh, please rate us. And if you think other people would like it too, please let them know. Um, if not, have a good day. Thank you very much for listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bye.
Machine.